This podcast is for general information only. It is not intended as a substitute for general health care services. If you have medical conditions, you need to see your doctor. Use of this information is at the user's own risk. Welcome to FitRx with Dr. Greg Dennis. Join me as we challenge the standard sick model of healthcare. This is your source for everything health, wellness, prevention, fitness, biohacking, and more. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of FitRx. I'm your host, Dr. Greg Dennis. Today is going to be a little bit different as it's just me talking. I'm fortunate that I have had a lot of guests on my show over the last couple of years, uh, but today's just me, so uh, you get to hear my boring, monotone voice. I get a lot of people that ask me about my daily regimen. So uh, I figured I would do a short little episode on just what I do, the supplements that I take, kind of workouts that I do, etc. So before I go into that, I guess I will ask why would you care what I say? I say that because I'm somewhat surprised when people come in sometimes to the clinic and I heard this not too long ago, they said, I didn't know you were here in Oklahoma. I've been listening to your podcast. And so I've been trying to do a little bit better job of kind of uh, telling a little bit more about what I do as far as in the clinic. Most of you probably already know this that listen to the show, but I am a family practice physician in Mustang, Oklahoma. I left corporate medicine about a year and a half ago as I got very disgusted with the conventional uh, medicine. And the more I've learned about that, uh, the more disgusted I get with conventional medicine, uh, as it does not really care about one's health. And so I've always been interested in health and fitness. I began doing this podcast and uh, have had some amazing guests on over the last couple of years. Um, But anyways, I digress. So uh, I'm in a family of what's called a direct primary care clinic uh, in Mustang, Oklahoma, with my wife, Dr. Lydia Dennis. What that style of practice is, we uh, people pay a monthly fee, so they're a member of our practice. They have 24-7 access to us, um, and so we're your urgent care, and uh, we really focus on health and wellness, and we do uh, uh, you know nutraceuticals there, and we're constantly adding new services. We just recently added some IV ozone, which I'm going to be having a podcast about here soon. Uh, we also just added some IV nutrition therapy, which we just started. Uh, we specialize in hormone replacement therapy. We do some aesthetics as well as just uh, primary care. So anyways, y'all probably already knew that, but wanted to make sure you know that's what I do. So about my regimen. So again, I get asked all the time, what do you do? What does your regimen look like as far as is working out? Because I've been fortunate for my age to be able to maintain, you know, pretty low body fat, you know, a little bit of muscle on me. Um, Part of it may be genetics, but I also practice what I preach for the most part on this uh, show. And so I'm just going to share what I do and hopefully you can get some uh, helpful tips from that. So I will start by Uh, going through a typical workout day because my workout days are a little bit different than the non-workout days. So workout days, I'm going to start eating pretty early by taking in a pre-workout. And my pre-workout, I've kind of played with this over the years and I've kind of 
made my own through a combination of multiple things, which I'll tell you about. And I've been doing this pre-workout now for quite a few years, and I really, really like it. Uh, I don't really like most of those commercial pre-workouts because they have these, quote, proprietary blends in there, and they have a bunch of junk in there. Uh, plus, most of them are stimulants, and, and usually I'm drinking uh, uh, coffee anyway, so I don't need the stimulants. So anyways, I wake up every day, drink two cups of black coffee. Uh, definitely a coffee drinker, can't go without my coffee. Then on my workout days, I start uh, I mix my pre-workout. And so I use the brand Thorn. You may have heard of Thorn. Um, I, I believe Thorn is a, is a very trusted brand. The United States Olympic Committee uses Thorn for all its athletes. Uh, we sell that out of our office. It's not the only brand that we sell, but probably, gosh, 75% of what we sell is Thorn. So I do trust Thorn products. And, and so that's mostly what I use as I'll go through for the pre-workout. Uh, pretty much everything is, is Thorn. Okay. So, uh, I'm going to mix Thorn creatine. Okay. I put one scoop of creatine. I mix something called amino complex. Uh, and, and again, I'll list all these in the show notes. I put an electrolyte formula called Catalyte, uh, C-A-T-A-L-Y-T-E. Then I put a scoop of uh, collagen plus, collagen protein powder. And then I will put about a tablespoon of MCT oil in that just because all those other things really don't have any calories. And so therefore I'm pretty much working out in a fasted state. Uh, and, and so the MCT oil will give me some, uh, quick fat burning kind of accelerate the fat, uh, usage for energy. So I put all that in a bottle, mix it in water, shake it up. Uh, it tastes okay. I'm not going to say that it's you know, fantastic. But as far as the effects of it, I really, really like it. It is rather expensive to get all these individually, but because I'm just doing doing it on my workout days, it lasts me quite a while. So that's my pre-workout. So then I go work out. Uh, I will talk about my workout routine here in a minute. Uh, when I get done working out, then I make uh, a whey protein shake. I like getting 100% whey protein, not really, you know, married to any one brand or another. I just, again, try to get 100% whey protein, and that way I can put in it what I want. It doesn't have a lot of extra stuff in it. So with my 100% whey protein, I will usually add a raw egg. Been doing that for a while and have never had any adverse side effects from that. And I guess if I ever do, then it'll you know, I'll stop that. But as of now, I have not. Uh, although um, I, I try to make sure and get uh, free range eggs. So I do that. Um, a lot of times I'll also, uh, we have just plain the carton of egg whites and I'll put just a little bit of egg white in there just to add liquid and, and add a little bit of additional protein. I'll usually, if we have some around, I'll usually put a half of a banana. Yes, you've heard me talk about carbohydrates and fruit and stuff, but because I do this after a workout, I want to get a little bit of that insulin surge for muscle growth after a workout. I don't always do that, and certainly if you're insulin resistant, trying to lose weight, things like that, then you want to minimize your fruits and your sugars um, we've talked about that at length on the show. 
I go through phases where I'll put other things in the shake, uh, like adaptogens such as ashwagandha, things like that. I don't always do that. And then I'll usually put just a little bit more liquid in it to mix it up. And this uh, is either like almond milk or sometimes just a little bit of uh, uh, whole milk, but there's not very much. So I take that with me, drink it as soon as I get done working out. So that's kind of my first meal of the day, uh, usually, again, on the days that I work out. Then I will eat lunch. It's usually leftover from dinner, which usually consists of some kind of meat. I prefer beef. Don't always get beef, but it's usually some kind of meat. My lunchtime is usually pretty low carb. Uh, if any carbs, I may have a few vegetables, especially this time of year. We have a garden, and so I may have some vegetables in there, uh, again, left over from dinner. Um, but it's usually just some kind of uh, beef, chicken, shrimp, fish, something like that. Um, I keep a big block of cheddar cheese in the refrigerator at work, and so sometimes I'll cut off uh, a block of cheddar cheese just to give me more protein and some fat calories. Most days my dessert consists of a little chunk of a high cacao chocolate bar. I just break off a little piece of it and uh, you know and I'm talking the usually 85% cacao so there's very little sugar in it and it's very bitter definitely an acquired taste but I've been doing this for years now. Uh, you get a lot of health benefits anti-inflammatory benefits from cacao and so I will dip that in some uh, almond butter and that seems to kind of balance out the bitterness and that is uh, kind of my dessert for lunch. Uh, again, dinner consists of usually uh, a fairly keto meal. My wife is pretty strict keto so she cooks uh, mostly keto meals and, and so I'm not necessarily in strict ketosis uh, probably often these days um, although I watch my carbohydrates um, but if we eat a keto meal I may add a little bit of carbs afterwards just depending on my activity level of the day and what I've been doing, what my current goals are, what my body fat percentage is. So uh, I kind of uh, fluctuate with that. I am very strict at cutting off my calories at 7 p.m. I have found that not only does that affect my sleep if I eat later than 7, uh, you know, you've heard me talk about my whoop strap and, and which, you know, uh, tells me the quality sleep that I get, the REM sleep, the deep sleep. It also gives me a readiness score. And I found that if I eat late or snack before I go to bed, then that really can kill my heart rate variability and deep sleep and stuff like that. So I cut it off at uh, 7 p.m. The only thing I have before bed, which is my kind of pre-bed uh, ritual, is I will take some magnesium glycinate. I also use um, Thorn product for this. Their particular product is called uh, magnesium biglycinate. It is a powder that you just mix in water. We don't sell that one at our office because it's kind of pricey. I wish we could find a little bit cheaper of a magnesium glycinate because I really like that form of magnesium, especially uh, for uh, at night before bed. Um, but I, they make them in a pill form. You can buy them at Amazon for a little bit cheaper. Uh, but I use the, uh, the thorn magnesium biglycinate at night. 
So one thing I started doing, oh, I don't know, six months ago, which has been a game changer for me, is uh, a little bit of salt water before I go to bed. And I know that sounds crazy, but it has helped a lot. Um, I also take three grams of glycine. Glycine is an amino acid that can help with your sleep. And um, because I eat a lot of meat, the glycine can counteract uh, something called methionine. I won't get into all that. But um, so I take three grams of glycine, my magnesium, and then a little bit of salt water before bed. Um, and I have found that to be a great um, regimen that just really helps the quality of my sleep. Speaking of the whoop strap, I will also put a link in the notes uh, where you, if you're interested in ordering a whoop strap, uh, you can get, I believe it's one month free with my discount, and I will put that in there. Um, if you want to learn more about the whoop strap, I've done a whole podcast episode way back last year. You can find that. It's just titled whoop. But if you don't have some kind of wearable and you're not tracking these metrics, then it's hard to know what helps and what doesn't. I mean, I would have never known, uh, you know, that these... Uh, the salt water and things would help with my deep sleep, my heart rate variability, you know, if I didn't have something to track that. So uh, I go to bed pretty early. I'm kind of an old man in that uh, regard. And I tend to wake up pretty early most of the time, uh, unless I have broke the regimen that I just lined out. I sleep pretty good. There are rare times if we go out with friends, eat late, you know, add a little drinking in there that it just really kills my, my sleep quality and heart rate variability. So the next morning, um, I will always start with my coffee. And so I, again, am working out three to four days a week on the days I don't work out, then I will typically fast, um, until probably at least 10 o'clock, many days, I will go until noon, uh, which will be a you know about a 16-hour fast, but I only do that on the days that I don't work out. Also, on those days that I don't work out um, are possibly the days that I get into the sauna. So the sauna gives me a little bit of a workout as I get uh, my heart rate up, and it produces heat shock proteins, um, has a lot of health benefits. In the summertime, I'm probably doing that less than the winter. So summer, I am probably only doing the sauna twice a week. In the winter, I'm doing the sauna two to f or probably three to four times a week. And then the sauna is usually followed by getting in my cold pool where I stay three to uh, five minutes in the pool uh, during the winter. All right, so my workout right now consists of CrossFit. Uh, that's all I'm doing. I have done different things over the years. Um, if you listen to this podcast regularly, you know last summer I trained for a physique competition and so was doing something specific for that. But um, I am uh, currently coaching our clinic staff and so we do that three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, and so with CrossFit, I get a little bit of strength, uh, certainly uh, plenty of cardio and HIIT training uh, in that. I'm a CrossFit fan. I always have been. Um, CrossFit can be very hard. Um, I don't know that it's uh, necessarily the healthiest, especially my age. You certainly have to be careful. Um, but, you know, you've heard me talk about probably the optimal way to exercise. The biggest thing is just to move daily if possible. Um, and then I do feel like people need to lift something heavy twice a week 
because you have to have some kind of resistance training to build muscle. Muscle equals longevity, uh, as well as increases fat burning, and muscle helps with aesthetics. And so to have the muscle, you have to have, you got to break down the muscle with resistance training, um, have to have adequate protein, and you have to have adequate hormones. So I harp on that almost daily uh, at my clinic. So sometimes in between the CrossFit workouts, um, on the off days, I might throw in just a lifting day to you know get some bench press in or something like that. And then in a, on occasion, I might uh, go jogging on a Saturday morning. I've become a, kind of a fair weather uh, runner. I do like jogging, but we're in the heat of the summer now. It's too hot, so as it cools down, I might begin to uh, start running a little bit more but the crossfit that i'm doing right now is is pl- i get plenty uh, of really everything weightlifting cardio and all that especially with the additional uh, sauna work um, that i do so the days i don't work out um you know i'm still trying to get my protein intake in it sometimes is a challenge to get adequate calories in when you start eating later and it's for that reason that I don't fast uh, as often as I used to, but I mean, I'm not trying to lose weight or, you know, treat insulin resistance or anything like that. Okay. So that's pretty much my routine Monday through Friday. Uh, I will admit that especially in the summertime, I do like having me a little drink. A lot of days when I get home, I try to, um, get something that's kind of low in sugar. So for whatever reason, the summer, I like my whiskey sours, but I use half the recommended uh, lemon juice and half the recommended sugar, simple syrup. So it's really just bourbon with just a tad bit of a lime and just a tad bit of sugar uh, or, or simple syrup. So anyway, that's kind of my go-to drink in the summertime that's pretty low carb but yet still enjoyable saturdays we almost always have a late breakfast as a family that consists of a lot of eggs bacon sausage and sometimes biscuits pancakes and stuff for the kids and then the rest of the day just kind of depends on what we're doing it's kind of a crapshoot sundays are really my days that if i'm going to do more serious fasting it's going to be on a sunday I always get in the sauna on Sunday mornings without fail. I don't know why. That's just kind of my designated sauna day that I never miss. Um, That's also the day prior to the sauna. I take a high-dose niacin. Uh, If you listen to the the podcast, talked about taking high-dose niacin. There are certain protocols out there. I don't do it every day, but I do take niacin on those days that can help increase the get rid of the toxins while you're in the sauna as you're sweating those out. Um, I always fast. A little bit later on Sundays, probably the earliest I eat is 1 o'clock, and and if I'm going to do a longer fast, it's going to be on those days, and I may skip lunch also and wait until dinner time, which will end up being a 20 to 22-hour fast. Um, I used to do that about every week. I don't do that as often anymore. Again, just depends on what my current goals are. And I will say that I do not eat perfectly, so I do want to admit that. Now, I eat pretty dang good. I try to practice what I preach um, on the show and practice what I've learned from all my previous guests. You know, I do live life. And so because I have done all these things and I am in very good shape and I work out regularly and I have low body fat, 
then I can afford to cheat every now and then, and I do. Now, I don't uh, do that every day. I don't eat junk food every day, but because of the lifestyle that I live, I can afford to eat a, a pizza, you know, occasionally on a Friday night and, and have a beer, you know, go out with friends and eat a hamburger and, you know, again, have a drink. And so, um, you know, I want people to know I don't live, you know, this perfect lifestyle um, to where, I never eat anything bad. <clears throat> Maybe some people can do that, but that's not what I do. Now, again, I mean, I eat healthy most of the time, and I think that that's what matters. All right, let me move into supplements. So um, I do take a multivitamin. I've gone back and forth over the years on if a multivitamin is necessary, and I do believe that it is just because most of the foods that we get are void of micronutrients, and that's just due to... You know, the meat that we buy, even if you're trying to eat really, really good, they've proven that the micronutrient density is a lot less than it was many years ago. So I think a good multivitamin is good for about everybody. Once again, I use the Thorn brand. Uh, it's just called Basic Nutrients 2 a Day, and it is a very reasonable price, uh, and it has about um, everything you need in it, and it is good for both men and women, and uh, we keep that at our clinic. Vitamin D, you've heard me uh, harp on vitamin D. Um, I do not take vitamin D during the summer months because we have a pool. I'm outside. I get plenty of vitamin C. I will start my vitamin D supplementation again in the fall, uh, and I typically take 10,000 international units daily along with vitamin K2. Now, I also know what my vitamin D levels are, and I check those a couple of times a year, and so really all I have to do is maintain when people always ask me, well, how much vitamin D do I need to take? It depends. I mean, you need to know what your levels are. So if your doctor is not checking your vitamin D level, request that they check your vitamin D level because if you are really, really low, then just being out in the summer uh, is probably not going to get it up to where we need it. And, and even taking 10,000 a day a lot of times is not going to get it up. If you're starting really low, sometimes I uh, advise people to take 20,000 units for a certain amount of time and then switch to 10 again, but it just depends on where your starting point is. So you need to know that. But vitamin D is probably the most important vitamin, in my opinion. Again, I've done a whole podcast on that and talked about that a lot. Anyway, that's something I take during the winter months, so I'll start in the fall through the spring. Uh, currently now, I'm not taking that. So I've got the multivitamin. I just recently started taking a methylated B12 just to increase my B12 levels and energy, and I think that it has done that. The one I'm taking is called MethylGuard, and that is from Thorn as well. That's not something I necessarily take year-round. Um, I will experiment with things uh, here and there. And so that's just something that I'm currently taking now. I'm also taking occasional vitamin C. Um, I do think vitamin C is healthy. Uh, certainly, if I get sick, I take high doses of vitamin C, but just uh, general maintenance, I don't take it every day. But when I do, I will usually take 1,000 milligrams in the morning and 1,000 milligrams at night. And that's just, again, uh, occasionally, probably a couple of times a week when I think about it. So the main... Uh, ones that are pretty much universal are the multivitamin, the vitamin D, especially during the wintertime, and the magnesium. In my opinion, those are the most important, unless we're treating something specifically or if you know you have some uh, specific deficiency. 
So one thing I forgot to add in my nighttime regimen is NAC, N-acetylcysteine. Um, that goes very well with the glycine, um, has some anti-inflammatory, anti-aging effects, and I just recently started adding that to my nighttime ritual. And that's about it for me on supplements. Um, that probably surprises a lot of people. Um, there are some people who take a ton of supplements and you can go crazy with supplements. And there's a lot of other supplements out there that are very good for you. And again, different times of the year, if I'm, you know, doing different things, I may add things here and there. But those ones that I mentioned, in my opinion, are just kind of the, the core that is a must have for most people. Now, again, if, if we're treating something in particular, then there may be other supplements that I recommend for people that, that I may not be taking personally. So that's about it as far as supplements. Something else that I'm going to make a part of my regimen is IV ozone therapy. This is something that we just recently implemented at our clinic. I went to a training on IV ozone and I was introduced to this back at the first of the year and have been slowly learning more about it. I'm super excited about this and just the health benefits that it has for many, almost all chronic illnesses, as well as just anti-aging. Uh, I will have a podcast on this in the future, but just because of what it can do, which basically increases oxygen utilization at the cellular level, it's just a great anti-aging strategy, it makes you feel great. Uh, so I am planning on probably doing this at our clinic um, monthly uh, if I can. I have done it a couple of times already and again feel fantastic every time I do it. Uh, if you're interested in this and you're local, you can go to our website at vibrantlifedc.com under services, click ozone therapy. You can learn a little bit more about it there, but again, there will be much more coming out about that on this show and at our clinic. Uh, other things that I sometimes do because, uh, I am at the clinic and I have access to these kind of things. I sometimes take some NAD shots. I had a podcast specifically on NAD a while back if you want to learn more about that. Probably the gold standard to increase NAD levels is uh, intravenous NAD. That's a slow drip. takes like three or four hours. We will probably offer that at some point in our clinic, but right now we... Uh, do have access to NAD shots, just sub-Q, doing it once a week. Um, and so I occasionally do that. I don't do that regularly, but once again, um, definitely feel great when I do. Those are things that are kind of icing on the cake. You definitely need the foundation and all the other things that we've been talking about. So I think that's it. As far as my daily regimen, that's at least what I'm doing now. Uh, a year from now, I may be doing something completely different as I continue to learn and experiment on myself. But that's just kind of what I'm doing now for overall health, longevity, aesthetics, all those things. And anyways, hope that, that was uh, helpful to people. As we close, as you know, if you're a regular listener, I always ask my guest to give us one health tip that would make us healthier today. And so I will just ask myself that question. And I'm going to say, get out in the sun. And I know you've heard that before by many guests on here. And I know that it's like a 105 degrees here in Oklahoma currently. But, you know, I just put out a podcast recently on the red light therapy and the benefits of that. And so there are just so many benefits of the sun with red light therapy with vitamin D. Now, don't go out in the sun and fry 
but especially during the summer, go out there for 10 minutes and you don't need sunscreen on for just going out 10 minutes. Uh, you know, try to expose some skin and, um, you know, just get some sun. Now, if you're going to be out there for long periods of time, yeah, you don't, you probably have to put sunscreen on because again, sunburn is not healthy, but, uh, go out for small, uh, short, uh, periods and, um, you'll be fine and you'll get a lot of health benefits from that. So appreciate you guys listening. Um, we will just talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to fit RX. I invite you to share this with friends and family. If you would like, you can check out our website at vibrantlifedc.com or you can email me at drgreg at vibrantlifedc.com.